Welcome to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresimer. It's time to diffuse the marketing minefield for entrepreneurs. I remember years ago, I was coming up with new names. Oh my gosh, I should show you my uh, all of my business cards. I, within about five, a year, I had five or six business cards, completely different brands and different websites and different names. <laughs> and I tried to figure out who I was. And it was all about me. This was 2012. And uh, <laughs> so I started off as Tranquil Palace. Where? <laughs> and and you could not find my picture anywhere on my website. Yes, but, I love that. Yeah. It's really wife, intriguing. Yes, my my nobody had a clue what it was. You're a business coach and you do what? <laughs> like tranquil path. And then nobody could spell it. Tranquil and then path or pass. No, 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 path. P A T H. Uh, okay. So that that was <laughs> So then I went to, I know, I know, I, I, have a, I have an HR background, so I'm going to do, I'm going to help people with their recruiting because I can do that. That's easy. I can, that's easy. I can do that in my sleep. Great. I know I'll be engaged for growth. And so I went, I remember going to my Pampered Chef consultant who was my mentor because at the time that I was trying to be an entrepreneur, I was also a Pampered <laughs> Chef consultant. And uh, if you know Pampered Chef, that's mm-hmm. the kitchen that you go in and you do kitchen. And my God, that stuff is heavy. You're carrying pots and stone pans, like, and going, this is a lot of work for $20, you know? But I, my kitchen is full of Pampered Chef stuff, so I love it. Anyway, so I was trying to do that. And, and I said, so what do you think of this business name for Engage? And she goes, well, because she's an expert. And she's a very lovely person. And she was very pampered chef. She had been doing it for 15 years, very, very successfully. And when I said, so I'm thinking of this title, Engage for Growth. And she goes, that'll never work. I'm like, why? And she says, because no brand that starts with an E is going to work. And I'm like, oh, with a vowel, with a vowel. Any brand that starts with a vowel is not going to work. That's very strange. That's... (laughs) I trashed the whole thing. I trashed everything because she, she was somebody I liked and respected for her business savvy. And because she didn't like it, the whole thing went in the garbage. Can I expand on that? So what I hear often, so at least you were listening to someone who you perceived to be, you know, up the ladder from you, right? It's so, do you guys also see it happen with people who are not anywhere on the ladder? And people will pivot their business because their guy who mows their lawn said, oh, well, you have to do this. It's like, the, or family members all the time. It's like, if I hear one more time, oh, I need my wife to look at this. Or it's like, well, is your wife a marketing expert? Like, does she spend <laughs> 20 hours a day on this? Like I do. Yes. That's exactly completely yeah. unqualified. Like, what is that about? Yeah, but complete because we we trust them, and that's the other. You're right. The family member, the friend, the somebody that we think has got it all, and they don't. She is great, and she still is great at digital. Excuse me, not digital marketing, at direct marketing. Mm-hmm. Brilliant at it. And any question that I had about direct marketing and building a direct business, that's what I should have directed at. Mm-hmm. But I was I was going to the 
to somebody I liked and wanted, I really wanted her to tell me that what I was doing was great and that I could go out into the world with this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Most of the time we don't want actual feedback. We just need validation. Validation. I want validation. Well, that's it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But we all to, had you had internal validation, right? Your own mindset work, you would have ignored her feedback completely. Absolutely. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have even like, asked. Yeah. Oh, that's I, a good no, point. I would not. Have, right. I would have just taken action <laughs> and gone out into the world, tried this engage for growth with my ideal client mm-hmm. and see if it works with them. Yep. Because here's the thing about names. So I do naming as well as part of what I do in brand work. And um, when I kind of help clients with names, there's this thing called, um, I call it grandma's cat syndrome. So you know, everyone's got an opinion and someone will be like, oh, I don't like that name. My grandma had a cat named that, right? And we can really torture ourselves over the name. Uh, you know, like I can't do a website and start my business until I have a name. And you can kind of spin and swirl around that. But actually, name kind of doesn't matter. You can even make tranquil pass work if you've got the right story around it and you market it, you know, in, in the right way and then the visual works. Because people, um, once they hear the name, maybe at first they'll be like, hmm, but then they'll be like, okay. And people just accept names just like, you know, you have accepted all brand names. So, you know, name is something that people can really get tripped up on and ask for opinions. And someone will say their grandma's cat had that name and they don't like it. And so, you know, you're back to square one. Don't do it. You know, pick a name, move on. Because as Suzanne showed us, you can change it every year if you want, right? Can I do it? I changed it five times in one year. Oh, <laughs> and change it every quarter. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. It was. I remember handing my business card to a woman. Her name is Carolyn, and I handed her uh, the new one, the the final one, which is currently Success and Clarity. And I handed it to her, and she goes, "Oh, another one." And I went, "Uh oh, <laughs> that might be a problem." So I haven't changed it since 2012. Uh, I think it was June that it became success and clarity. And then that was it. But before that, it had been, let me start with tranquil path, engage for growth, delegate to profit. And then it went into, oh, my maiden name is Smith. So it was Suzanne Smith coaching, because I thought that's one brand I'll never change. Suzanne Smith. Remember, my name is Suzanne Longstreet, because I married the guy. The month later, so I became Suzanne Longstreet. But then somebody said to me who was another mentor who I respected and she was kicking it in business. Now she was in business now and she was a coach. So I thought, okay, good. This is good advice. This is good advice. And she said, yeah, you need to be Suzanne Smith. And I went, okay. So I put all my marketing out towards Suzanne Smith.ca, which is Canada and Smith's. And if you Google Suzanne Longstreet, you will most likely find me and possibly one other person. So I took that advice and I went to town with it for three years. And then finally in 2015, I went, wait a second, Suzanne Longstreet makes so much more sense because when you Google Suzanne Longstreet, you get one or two people, not hundreds or thousands. So bottom line here, if I had just been who I was, my name, and my name really was, I got married in 2012. So if I had just said, uh, my brand is Suzanne Longstreet, which is what I've been going back to for years. Because I used to, the other one is, I used to hide behind Pinkpreneurs, which is the networking group. I'd say, oh, I'm the founder, I'm the CEO and founder of Pinkpreneurs. 
just much more interesting. <laughs> no, that is, so that is something that is so interesting and that I come across again and again is mainly a lot of women, it's mainly women. Um, and if you have a business name, so I always wanted to have a brand name. I never wanted it to be my name, but it, you say, you know, well, it's not about me, right? So I don't want it to be about me. It's about Punchy, like my business, Punchy. It's not about me. I'm the CEO of Punchy. Like, you know, it, I don't need to be on, on the website. It's, it's about my business. And part of that, you know, it's okay. You know, it's a strategic decision to name your company either after yourself or give it a different name. You know, both can work, but that statement of, oh, it's not about me. You know, I don't want to be, you know, mm, I, you know, I don't want to be on that about page. I don't want to tell my story. I don't want that photo. It's not about me is this amazing thing called fear of visibility. And honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing. To me, visibility was like what the road looks like when there's fog. Like I didn't understand what fear of visibility was and I didn't know that I had it. And you may not either, but one of the signs of fear of showing up on social media, like in your business, is kind of saying, as Suzanne did, it's not about me. I'm the CEO of this business. You don't need to see me. And another sign is being terrified to post on social media. So I'm, I'm not kidding. I've gotten paid to sit next to someone in a coffee shop for 30 minutes to make them push publish on one Facebook post. That's a good service you offer. I know. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> make my husband do it. I had to do it a couple times, right? Like it's, it's terrifying <laughs> to be out there. And when they're ready, I make them post it with a typo. Ooh. I know. Cause that is, that is huge. Like it is, is so awesome. difficult to have a mistake out there, but then, you know, 10 minutes later I show them how to edit the post and it's like no big deal. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. Yeah. That is, yeah. I love Michelle, how, what you do serves not just, you know, the, the brass tacks of marketing, but the emotional side, the psychological side I can totally relate to the abject horror of pressing posts. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm not on Facebook. My business is on LinkedIn. And I remember, you know, eight months ago, a year ago, the thought of writing a post on LinkedIn uh, made me want to hide in the closet. So I, I didn't, or I would write some long tortured posts that took me like two weeks to write um, and then not post it. And it really, I realized I had a problem. I'm like, this shouldn't be so terrifying. Like, look at the world. The world is on social media. Like, why am I finding this so hard? And that, but it was helpful to go through that because I was like, I've got a problem. <laughs> I need to yeah. figure out what this problem is. And I realized it was a fear of visibility. And I was like, okay, let me fix that and see if it makes the rest of this easier. So <clears throat> I worked with Suzanne as a mindset coach. Yep. And that was one of the things we worked about was this around my mindset, really understanding where is this fear of visibility, this fear of vulnerability coming from. Of course, it was some, you know, thing in childhood, right? Of course, naturally, something that happened on the playground. Um, but it's amazing how when you, you clear that, when you get your mindset straight and you're like, the world is not going to end. I'm not going to be uh, ridiculed by everyone in the world if I post this. As soon as you get rid of that suddenly it's no big deal. And now I'm like posting every day, you know, I've got like a small following starting because I just, I'm like, I'm just myself and I post every day and I'm really glad because it's important. 
to get your message out there. Like social media can be a great vehicle. And so you don't want your fear holding that back. Can I take that a step back? Mm -hmm. It wasn't uh, for me because I'm tech savvy. It wasn't the actual pushing it out. That was my hang up. It was the Suzanne piece where I used to think, well, I don't have anything original to say, or someone posted the similar thing. Like, why would anyone want to listen to me? And I did not feel worthy enough to post it. I had no, you know, it was ridiculous. And now I realize the more I'm on digital marketing, everybody's full of shit. You know, it's like everyone's, it's sometimes they're brilliant. Sometimes they're not. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. It does start with the mindset piece. And, and, And it's often a decision that we made when we were less than seven years old. Okay. So I love this. It's all about, we start with the, the messages that we start in our brain. And then we're trying to figure out who we are and what's important to us and the name and the name. And then we, we wrap ourselves into contortions trying to be some, the right thing for the right person, but we don't pay attention to who we're talking to in the beginning. And then we make all sorts of shit up in our heads that keeps us from doing what we need to do and get out there in the world. And for me, it was go sit on the couch. When you guys were struggling, where, what was your go-to? Where would, what would you do or not do? I was go shopping at Target. Oh, Oh, shopping. Okay. Oh, wow. I dropped $350 at Target. That makes more sense. (laughs) What did you do when you were Um, stuck? I actually have an addiction to video games. So World of Warcraft was my um, medicine and my escape. I'm no longer allowed to play it, but it's so fun. Thank you for listening to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tressemer. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends.